0: Scallywags, scoundrels, rogues, and rebels, Asylum Studios is pleased to present a
1: show that will bend your mind, scramble your morals, and ruin your good taste. This is not a show to take home to your mother and definitely not one for the children. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chaos
2: and Disorder. Welcome back into Chaos and Disorder, screaming into the ether for at least dozens and dozens of you (laughs) to hear. Welcome back in. I am your host, the talent Mr. Rick Flieger, joined as always by the 'er near-death ne'er-do-well, the king of the rubes, (laughs) Mr. Rick Briggs, and also joined by the man who would be a producer if only he knew what the hell all of these buttons did, Grizzly Adams, drunken doppelganger, the one and only Mr. Alejandro Finkelstein. You. Oh, I got yeah, a yay you got, already. Like you can check out everything the show has to offer over at Chaos and Disorder on the tweeters, AsylumFantasySports.com for the show archives, and of course for all you Facebook nerds at Chaos and Disorder Pod. Could you make any more noise I over am, there, yeah, really. I mean, any more <laughs> it noise. Is
0: so fun. I am
2: doing this brilliant show open. I poured I hours of my blood, it, sweat, it's... and tears into this, and you're disrespecting it with your porn. No ads do, over there. Do you
0: remember before we came on the air, what is the most irritating thing when you're trying to find something online? Other right? than him. Well, besides him. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: As soon as you find something that's interesting and you're perusing. So in this instance, I had a story up that I thought would be interesting for the show.
2: Well, I'll be the judge of that.
0: Well, it doesn't matter because I had to get <laughs> rid of it because it's like ad after ad after ad with sound.
2: Well, of course. Yeah, yeah,
0: so it just irritates the living hell out of me. Mm-hmm. But, hey, thank you, uh, Andy Frampton. <laughs> you can find him at Bronco I
2: always love that transition.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we go from the next show title to thank you, Andy Frampton. Yeah,
2: it's, it's what at we do. At Bronco
0: Swanson on TikTok and Facebook. And you know what?
2: You should keep your face in the microphone. We can hear you better. Oh, I, you, well, don't you don't keep even want to tur- tur- hear me. You keep turning to the left and you go away. I'm done. That's something. <laughs> no, you have to thank the other one. What is it? At Real Rival KLA. Lovers. How about that?
1: And where's it at?
2: Oh, it's on The Band Camp. <laughs> I'm given to understand.
1: The Band
2: Camp. The Band Camp. Why, why can't I say the in front of things? No, Why, I, why I is like that it. so funny to people?
1: I like it. It makes it uh, very professional. It's like a
2: singular entity. So right. It can't just be Band Camp. Right. You don't the. say... You don't say... Talent, you say the, the talent. talent. Yeah. That's the way it works.
1: It's in all caps on your cup.
2: Indeed. Is it all caps? Oh. Damn liar. The is in it. Yeah, that. the. Oh, so talent. you're. I just got that. You emphasize the the, the the in mocking me. I don't care for it. <laughs> you think I didn't I, pick I sh- up on that.
1: I, I should have kept that a secret.
2: Yeah, see, mm-hmm. you're mocking me. Are you done pouting over there? Oh, no, I haven't
0: begun. You're still not talking in the <laughs>
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> King of the Rubes. It is King no
2: Cell, and you will address me appropriately.
1: The King no Cell. The
2: King, King,
1: King, King, King. no Cell. You
2: know what you should do? You should, because you do naturally, le- there you go, you do naturally look <laughs> that other direction, but you had your microphone pointing towards the uh, producer's studio. <laughs> So what do we want to talk about today? I got a obviously whole bunch of nothing. nothing. Do you want for to talk me. whatever that story is that was making all that racket? No, I had to get rid of it. It's, I'm it's done. gone. Yeah, it's the gone. The moment is past. Stanley Cup Final, Rick. Let's start there. I could not be less enthused for any Stanley Cup Final that I can remember.
0: Actually, I am am rather intrigued because it's a real contrast of an offensive powerhouse and a team that doesn't let you score and and it's
2: kind of interesting yeah in they didn't have much trouble scoring last night
0: well no but i mean heading into the finals yeah i i think tampa bay is going to overwhelm them but we've been saying this since montreal you're right made it through the first round and they went down and they keep seem to come and seem to come back but um i tell you tampa's gonna be awful tough to beat yeah carrie price is the only thing I think that can save Montreal.
2: Yeah. It's, it's Montreal just plays such a boring style of hockey. It's akin like to
0: Boston a few years yeah, ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's look, they, they win. It, it's right. smart. Look, it's got a team that really, in a normal year, wouldn't have even been in the playoffs in the Stanley Cup final. And, you know, they've got a better chance than anybody else but Tampa Bay in the exactly. league of, of winning. But. This playoffs in general has been underwhelming for me. There's been some good games, but it feels like it's bubbling back to the surface where – the story for the NHL every night is whatever cheap shot somebody took at someone and went completely unpunished. You know, not only suspensions and fines, but we're not even calling penalties. Right. Which I know happens in the playoffs and gets worse as you go through, but, but this is bad. I mean, just... Yeah, the, the one late in the game where Kucherov just got two-handed yeah. right in the ankles. The referee was standing right there. It was already 4-1 to one. this game you knew had a chance to get out of hand. And nothing. What are they doing? Did, did they not want to be viewed as legitimate in any way as an organization? The NHL, that is? I don't know. Because, you know, when it gets right down to it... it
0: and you see it on Twitter and and a lot of these things on these polls. People out there realize just how good the NHL playoffs can be, right? But it doesn't seem to. You start losing interest as it progresses. It seems like oh, certain what well, like what you're saying, you know, because it's like ah, oh, you know, this this is terrible. It's it, it's like the NBA. They don't call anything. But you've gotten used to that because of the theatrics and the acrobatics and so forth and the thumping of the chest. Hockey doesn't have any of that. Right. It's still – it's not a one-man show by any stretch. It's all team with a hot goalie. Right. And and tight defense and hard-hitting, you know, clean shots and so forth, taking guys off the puck and so forth. But – when you start getting, like you said, these these blatant hits, you know, two handed at the ankles, I mean, right. <laughs> you know, that's a whistle. The, I mean,
2: the cross check on Kucherov in the series before at the end of the series with the island. I mean, it's just, come on, what, what are we doing here? Uh, maybe Kucherov's an ass. I don't know because people just keep taking dirty shots. At
0: well, him. he could be. I mean, there are guys out there that are. Ovechkin has a bad rapper, at least, right. especially did early on. But you know a penalty is a penalty, and you know yeah you let some of the ticky tack stuff right. go, but when you when you start getting things that are borderline double minors, I mean that's ridiculous. Yeah,
2: and, and that that's where I get most frustrated, and and it's across all sports with with the instant replay, but now the NHL has fallen victim to it. So we will spend what feels like forty five minutes reviewing and offsides to see if a yeah. piece of a skate blade is, you know, one micron past the blue line. We'll spend 45 minutes for that. But you could essentially bring a hatchet onto the ice <laughs> and take somebody's left arm off in front of the official. Yeah. And, well, it's Stanley Cup playoffs. we got to let yeah, them play. we got to let them play. we let play. Look, I I don't want the ticky-tack stuff. I like that the hitting gets harder. They get away with a little more there. But this stuff, the the NBA is bad. It seems their discrepancy is in less about the time of year and the situation than the player, right? Right. And I guess I've always accepted that going back to Jordan, whatever. I I hate the fact that there's no traveling call. There was an obvious one last night I'll get into later. I can live with all that. But in the NHL, there are two sets of rules. and maybe be more. There's what they play by in the regular season. Well, there's at least three. There's what they play by in the regular season. There's a set of rules they play by in under 10 minutes in the third period of a one-goal game in the regular season. And then it's just a wild freaking West come the playoffs, at least right. once. It's just – it's, you know, I don't care – about the credibility amongst the, you know, being mainstream among the other sports. I kind of like it that hockey's a niche sport. I don't want your average mouth breathing ESPN NBA fan on board. I don't want to hear your right. bullshit and uh, you applying all your nonsense to the NHL. That being said, you talk about no credibility where you just turn off the rule book, the you know, I like hard hitting. I don't like cheap shots. It's time to get the head shots out of the game. It's just, it really makes that league look like a Mickey Mouse league, and it could be so great. And we could watch a lot more of it if they had enough credibility to get a good big-time TV deal. They're going back to ESPN. I wonder if this will change some of that.
0: I sure hope so because we talked about it In shows past, many times when it used to be on ESPN and the Deuce, three, four, five nights a week, you had who was it? You had Gary Thorne and Bill Clement was one of the teams, and then it was Steve Levy and I think Darren Pang. I believe two really quality pairs of announcers, and and it just it felt, you know, you hate to say this. But it felt like a real sport. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and it wasn't um, – when when it came to the playoff times, you sat there and you watched hard-hitting hockey, but it would still – I mean, you still saw the guys like, you know, the old-time refs, the the Bill McCreary's and the Vic Magoo's and so forth. And they seemed to call it down the line. Yeah, they were a little more lenient, but they were consistent. Right. Right. And that, I think, is where it's really lacking, is consistency, because, well, as you're saying,
2: really, there's nothing being called now. Yeah, and and that's the thing. This isn't akin to, you know, in the NFL, you see less holding calls, it seems, in the playoffs. They're not as absurdly over-scrutinizing, the the roughing the passer. It seems like when we got to the NFL playoffs last year, they actually started letting them play football. But these slashes, these these, uh, cross-checks, these are more akin to what happened at the end of that you know New Orleans the no in Rams game the no pass interference. Right. I mean th- these things are that obvious, and people lost their minds for six months, and fans were suing and leagues, and, and this is just accepted in the NHL. And that's always been, even in
0: playoff hockey, those are the three penalties: the cross check, the slash, and boarding. Mm-hmm. You didn't do that. Simple as that. Right. And of course, yeah, we won't even mention the headshots and so forth because. Obviously, that was just a – I mean, that could be a a suspendable offense. Right. Uh, But now it's kind of like, good Lord, did he even get a penalty out of it?
2: Well, and the problem is, look, these players get it. If you're not going to call it, they're going to have to police themselves. And the way you police yourselves in hockey is the next guy gets hit harder and gets hit higher, and and that's the way it goes. And you're going to see – You know, a big star, Kucherov, Stamco, somebody go out if Montreal's allowed to keep this stuff up. And look, from their standpoint, I get it. This is their only shot at winning is bullying, bullying Tampa Bay, roughing them up, making them pull up a little quicker. But now, as the officials, you are potentially affecting by thinking you're not affecting. You don't want to affect the outcome of the game with the guys in stripes. You're actually affecting it because you're dictating how the game is going to be played. And when you have two contrasting styles, like Tampa and like Montreal, this is where it's important to find that middle somewhere and apply it or this thing could get out of hand quick. Very quick.
0: And like you said, it's losing credibility. Hopefully... This deal with ESPN is going to bring them a little more exposure and maybe a little more tightening of you, you would hope so the rule book because yeah they can get away with it now because how many people are watching it just a frustrated yeah. NHL fans. Yeah, it's
2: just the fans in each of those cities and you and I apparently from from looking right. at the uh, the uh, ratings anyhow exactly but I will tell you what I found myself last night migrating over to the and this is something I never thought I'd say migrating over to the NBA over that Stanley Cup final game even when it even before kind of the outcome was settled in that game I, I got to tell you Rick at least you know last round and getting into these conference finals the NBA is great this year i don't know if it's just that we have new teams we don't have lebron but i mean when you you get a phoenix versus a clippers you know 20 years ago that would be laughable to think the clippers would be in the finals and phoenix had been so bad for so long and on the other side you know having milwaukee and atlanta and some exciting young players the the basketball that they they're doing this weird thing. They, they, you're not going to believe this, Rick. I'm sure you haven't watched any of this. They're doing this weird thing in the playoffs in the NBA. It's called playing defense. I know. It, it, it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. And
0: here's something that I, I want you. Are you you're you are sitting yeah, down? I'll brace myself. Okay, hold on. I watched a half of the Bucks.
2: Did you? All right. Yeah, I'm stunned. I, it's I, I it's have. good
0: basketball. I have hopped on the Milwaukee Bucks bandwagon. I'm really impressed with that. See, I'm all over team. Phoenix, so maybe they'll okay, meet in the finals that'd be, that'd be and we great. can go head to
2: head. That the Phoenix team's exciting, but Mil- Milwaukee's contrasting styles everywhere. Right. right. I I am fascinated by that Milwaukee Atlanta series because there they're running everything through John through Giannis right and, and through the right. big man through the post. I know that's why why <laughs> yeah, you're into of it. Course. It's it's like the 80s all over again and on the other side really all they have is Trey Young who who plays like Steph Curry's cocky like Steph Curry but isn't Steph Curry kind of I don't want to say came out of nowhere he was a you know a top two or three pick or whatever but just two completely contrasting styles no super team you know with with Giannis you've, you've got Middleton he is a good player. I don't even name another guy on Atlanta. I, yeah, in I, terms of superstars, you know stunned. what I mean. They're there. Yeah, quite and, frankly, and it's really just on the will, you know, of what Trey Young's doing. Right. And on the other side, Phoenix could be building a dynasty. You've got Aiton, who's kind of exceeded my expectations. Devin Booker's a star. You've got Chris Paul there. I don't know how many years he has left. But to see what the Clippers do, the the talent they have, even with Kawhi Leonard being out, still able to win these games, still being competitive, you know, Paul George. Paul George is awesome because he's like the greatest playoff goat in the world. You know, he's missed four free throws in clutch situations at the end of two of the games, and then yesterday in in an elimination game, goes off for forty five, couldn't miss anything to save his life so he's just up and down it's just it's been really really good basketball
0: it really has and uh, you know it's such an upgrade of the product we're used to seeing quite frankly right. but you know let, let's root for the bucks and the suns to get to the finals did, what did you make out of i don't even know if you heard it the Scottie Pippen thing on the Dan Patrick show?
2: Well, which one? He's gone well, out of his mind. He is. He's, he's off he's, the rails. He's got, you
0: know, he's got a book out. He's got a new bourbon or some damn thing out there. <laughs> I think he's been to, hitting that bourbon a little hard. Pimp. Yeah, but uh, – yeah, now all of a sudden we're going back to 1994 and we're going to call Phil Jackson a racist. Yeah,
2: that's the one yeah. that stuck out because you call that final play for Tony Kukoc who hits that shot he took at about 70%. Right. No, that was racism apparently.
0: Yeah, and it would be interesting to see what some of the other teammates right. would have to say about Phil Jackson being a racist yeah. over the years, not just one time. Yeah. I mean, that's... Because I think Scotty Pippen has lost his mind, quite frankly.
2: Yeah, something I don't know if it's trying to sell the book, and so so he's yeah, being provocative, trying to sell the book. But I mean, he's been going off for two or three days. Yeah, now, either be it on Twitter or on Dan Patrick. I don't always kind of felt like you know, I. I don't know why. I mean, he's been regarded. You're never going to be Jordan, but he's been regarded on that level of the best players of that generation. But he always kind of acts still like the little brother who was slighted. Like he should have got more more attention than Michael Jordan. Well, that's just stupid. You know, you were great. You weren't Michael Jordan. You won what? Seven championships, six or seven championships. You won Olympic gold. You made, hundreds of millions of dollars, you got your do shut up. Quit quit this slash and burn, whatever this is you're doing. I don't I don't get it at all.
0: Right. And 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 it's stuff like that that keeps Scotty Pippen Scotty Pippen, and Shaquille O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal. You right. Know, you know what I'm saying? I mean Shaquille O'Neal, you see him all over the place doing advertisements, but you see interviews with him talking about when he played, comparing himself to players of the past and so forth. And he's nothing but Mr. Respect, you know, for the Russells, the Chamberlains, the Jabars, and, and everybody he played against and the people after him. And then
2: it's like Scotty Pippen. yeah,
0: I want to be, I, I'm good. That's what
2: it feels like. And <laughs> yeah. he doesn't need to be. I mean, he's regarded, he, I think he's in the top 50, the, you know, named yeah, on the sure top 50 all-time NBA list. I mean, he got his due. Yes, you're always going to be second fiddle to Michael Jordan. Yes, everybody's yeah. always going to be second fiddle to Michael Jordan, at least from that era forward. Really? Mean, come on. One thing I forgot to bring about bring up when you talk about the Bucks. I think what's going to be really interesting going forward is Atlanta raising the call of Giannis taking way too long on the foul line and how you saw in the last yeah. game how that got in his head and the Atlanta fans counting him down, and you could see it was rushing him through his yeah. foul shot. Now, now, look, I get it. Look, the rule does say 10 seconds, but I remember, you know, I'm certainly not coaching at NBA level, but at the, the level I coach at, you know, the the lesson I always give to girls is take your time. You have ten seconds and don't count it off in your head. You will never get anywhere near ten seconds. And here's one guy who actually right. does it and he's getting called out for it. If this thing comes down to if Trey Young's ankle is healthy and he can play at the level he has been, that that could be the deciding factor, and that's a big change. When would you that change... be ironic, yeah. though? Because <laughs> I, mean... I have to assume he got away with this in all his career overseas and now he certainly got away with it up until three days ago in the NBA. You change that routine. You know right. what it reminds me of? Remember, it was the Super Bowl. It was the, the uh, Bengals and the 49ers, the, the Sam Weiss team in the 80s, the, the, the 49ers won on the last possession. And remember going into that game, they were, I can't remember the specifics. I was thinking about it on the drive to the studio here. They were running that no huddle. In the NFL come out and said something they were doing in that no huddle wasn't kosher, and they couldn't get into it at least the way they were. Right. And it kind of threw the balance of their offense off for that whole Super Bowl and might have cost them the Super Bowl. I think they were maybe the better team that year. But you see that with Yon, and it's in his yeah. head. It'll be better in Milwaukee. He won't have 20,000 people counting backwards from 10 on him. However, that's going to be in his head. They're playing all these games close into the middle of the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know, he goes out and shoots, you know, two uh, three of fourteen from the free throw line. That's gonna cost him a game. Might cost him the series. It could. But it, i I like it. It's a storyline that isn't LeBron James, right? It's an actual storyline in the NBA. Which yeah, I feel
0: it's like actually we a real a Yeah, lot. it's actually a real story, which is nice. Hey, do you uh go to Subway by any Chance? I
2: have. It's not something I go out of my way for, but in absence of, you know, anything edible, I will go there. Okay.
0: Do you ever get, um, and I can't imagine you do because you seem like more of like a, a cold cut sort of guy.
2: Meatball. I like the meatball okay, the marinara. Okay, But
0: did you ever um consider, or your wife or child ever consider like the tuna sub?
2: No, I, I would not, no. I'm not a tuna type. Well, of guy. it's probably a good thing. Oh, okay, good. So I've made a wise choice
0: because um, the New York Times took sixty inches, which is five feet, of subway. Math. Can you
2: confirm that math
0: of subway good tuna going, yeah. sandwiches from three different restaurants in Los Angeles? Okay, took them to a lab and had them tested. For what, COVID? No. The Rona? No. Tuna DNA, <laughs> which there wasn't any.
2: None. What is it? It was a mixture of various concoctions. Oh, that's not what you want to hear. <laughs> that is various definitely concoctions? Definitely not what
0: you want to hear when you order up a tuna sub. The tuna was frozen and sent out to a lab which determined... No amplifiable tuna DNA was present in the sample, and so we obtained no p- products f- with the DNA. Therefore, we cannot identify the species. <laughs>
2: so they don't even know what it is.
0: They don't even know what the what the hell's in that thing.
1: Wasn't a few years ago their bread wasn't even deemed bread?
2: Wouldn't
0: surprise me. Now I thought it was fresh baked.
1: Yeah. One. one <laughs> what minute. was it? Maybe to fresh
0: be? baked, but it doesn't say necessarily mean it's... Made from wheat and yeast and so Yeah, I wonder what does
2: it have to be to qualify as bread.
1: I think one of the things is it had a too high sugar content.
2: Oh, that might be why it tastes so good. Pastry.
1: The lab (laughs) determined two
0: potential reasons why no tuna was detected in the sample. Could it be that there's no tuna
2: in the sample? One,
0: it's so heavily processed that whatever we could pull out, we couldn't make an identification. (laughs) Or, which is even
2: worse... There's just nothing there that's doing that. Would be my kind of default. Yeah. What uh, What precipitated this person to go on this journey of sixty inches and, as you claim, five feet of still checking. Yeah, we're we're still vetting that. I don't know why. What led precipitated this study?
0: I would tend to. I don't really know the exact reason, but you know, usually things like that pop up when there are numerous complaints that this really doesn't taste much like tuna. Yeah. So,
2: I assume it, is it like the tuna like with all the mayo on it and well, everything? I'm sure it's it's like not tuna tuna just salad, like, yeah. yeah. Gross.
0: But you know, and then of course the Times were told that when tuna is cooked, its protein breaks down, making it hard to identify. Yet they can take a stone fossil <laughs> of, a, of a bone from a freaking
2: dinosaur and get DNA from it. Right. But they can't make anything out from tuna but, that's been cooked. But not from a foot-long tuna sub. Five feet. Five feet. Well, yeah. Well, we think. Yeah. 60 inches. We don't.
1: We're getting close. I think it's relatively close to five foots.
2: Okay, five foots. We're just we're making to sure. We're checking. Heel to toe. After what happened the week I was out, fact-checking is very important. I did go back a to listen. Now, All right. Is this your wanna, mea culpa? Yes. What, yes. What I want to
0: say is I did say, and this is verbatim, Chicago didn't make the playoffs, did they? He went on his diatribe. We were wrong about that. Everything else I said was correct.
2: Well, if in, I recall, that was all I called you yes. out for now. But, and it
0: was not It was more or less a question because I couldn't remember.
2: And, of course, you know, man, I'm too lazy to look it up. Well, that's true. If, if we had a producer who could look it up rather than just spouting off confidently, no. And Nagy should be fired if he doesn't make it this year.
1: Subway bread isn't legally bread Irish Supreme Court rules. Oh, well,
0: the Irish <laughs> well, Supreme
2: Court. Forget if, about. Uh,
0: if Ireland says it's not bread... Probably not bread. How
2: can Subway still exist? I guess just because they're cheap. Because you had the whole Jared thing, right? That kind of went sideways. (laughs) There isn't even many. (laughs) I forgot about Jared. Many yucks that you (laughs) can do with that. So apparently there was the bread isn't bread. The tuna isn't tuna. And did you see those stories come out? Was it their CEO or whoever runs it? All the awful, tyrannical things he does to the franchisees. And, and look that up. The guy who runs the place is a maniac. I don't know how they still exist. I got to imagine it would be like working for you, you know, minus all the sexual harassment. I'd like to think you wouldn't sexually harass me.
0: No, I, I would not. Um...
2: Now, just Sexually. general harassment. Yeah, I deal with that. Well, every I would, day.
0: I would, yes, continually harass you. Yeah, yeah. So that would be fun.
2: Yeah, but but not in a sexual manner.
0: Well, certainly not. I mean, have you looked in the mirror lately? I'm
2: I'm handsome. <laughs> oh, this
1: is this is rich.
2: Speak into the microphone.
1: The, the CEO of Subway. You are spot on. He is wild. Yeah, that's what I've heard. He he runs it like a demigod. And um, pursues franchise owners' wives. Ah, with a fever.
2: Oh, a fever. Fervor. 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 fervor.
1: fervor. fervor? Fever. Well,
0: he could have a
2: fever. Yeah,
0: fevers what you, you, you know,
1: know like always says, "You give me fever." I was going to yeah. say he might have a fever from from the syphilis. From the fervor.
2: A fever from the fervor, from the syphilis fervor. <laughs> Or maybe as a Can fervor. we call this show the Syphilis Fervor? <laughs> I think we have to, right? I don't care what you call it. How do you spell it. Syphilis? Well, I'll just, look it up. just don't call it late for supper. That's all. <laughs> syphilis Fervor. Yeah, I think I'd have no choice. Uh, I mean, maybe we can top it later on, but.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Why the wild man again. Why did you just stop and, again. and stare at him? Nope. Because I, oh, nope. I, I thought he was getting, he wheeled around like he's going to talk, and I thought he found another interesting fact about the wild man from Borneo over there, but I guess not, so. <laughs>
1: the wild man from Borneo? I was feeling a little bit tired and needed like a caffeine boost. So you're not drinking caffeine. Yeah, there's no? Is there caffeine
2: in beer? I don't think so. <laughs> what about in 11 beers? <laughs> I thought you were going to go with it.
0: Oh, hey, hey, I get it. We need to sell some coffee. Oh, all right. Well, you're going to do this one
2: live this well, week. Well, yeah, right? as a matter of
0: fact, because this message is for all of the horror genre fans out there. Oh, okay. Because Dead Sled has kind of, Coupled with Bloody Disgusting, which I'm not real familiar with, but for over 20 years, Bloody Disgusting has championed the horror genre and is the world's most popular destination for all things horror, including news, reviews, podcasts, and more. Well, Dead Sled has the Bloody Disgusting's Bloodbath Blend. It's a 100% single-origin colombian coffee infused with chocolate and cherries and i tell you if that doesn't sound interesting nothing does the beans were roasted to a full flavored french roast which gives a bold coffee taste with a smooth chocolate and cherry finish and for those of you that participate in the pre-order you will be entered into a contest to win bloody disgusting t-shirts stickers and a few also receive dead slug coffee mugs So go to deadsledcoffee.com, pre-order the bloody disgusting blend infused with chocolate and cherries. I I like that. That sounds actually really good. And and I'm not a flavored coffee guy, but that sounds good to me. Tell them Fligger and Briggs sent you, deadsledcoffee.com. Ooh, that was a very professional read. That was pretty well done. I I was excited about it. That's our producer.
2: (laughs) Nice fade once again. Great
1: fade. (laughs) I just tapped into the Elvira blend this morning. Uh-huh. Delicious. Is it? Every every batch I've had. Smooth. Just kick you up, kick you where Have you need. I've
0: not had anything short of just splendid from Dead Sled.
1: I can see that.
2: Is Elvira still a thing?
1: I mean Is she she's still like alive? alive. The the packaging? Was worth the nineteen dollars. Really?
2: Well, it has her from back probably in the late. I was 70s, say she's huh? got to be about eighty five at this point. <laughs> I would she think might so, be older right? than Briggs. Oh, she no. is. Well, nothing's uh, older than Briggs. Uh. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, I mean, there is some dirt still older than me. Not much. <laughs> at this point, they don't ask for your birth certificate. They do carbon dating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's
2: a good point. What? Here's a dumb question. You're going to be offended by it. Yeah. Why? Is, when was the last
0: time you saw me offended?
2: I want to <laughs> ask you that seriously. Why is Elvira a thing? Was it was it movies? Was it a TV show? I don't even know. I'm just aware of her her she milieu, but I don't a, know where she come from.
0: Yeah, she used to have some late night horror movie show. Okay. And you know, of course, they play some horror flick, you know, Dracula or whatever, Frankenstein, something like that, and she would come on in between commercial breaks, kind of like the old, you probably don't even remember the Bill Cardell Chiller Theater.
2: No, it's, no.
0: Oh, man. Bill Cardell Chiller Theater was so popular on Channel 11 in Pittsburgh that NBC actually had to step in and make them move it to one o'clock so Saturday Night Live could be on.
2: Also, oh, they weren't showing Saturday were Night Live in Pittsburgh. Not live. They were no, they this. were showing
0: Chiller Theater nice. Live because it was the most popular show.
2: Is that her now? That is her now. How old is she?
1: I'll work on that part.
2: Okay, please. But he do.
1: never has
2: the information. Man, she's still got her piece together. You know who she looks like. This won't mean anything to you. Probably Elvira. I think Finkelstein will know it. But in that recent picture, she kind of got a Madison Ivy thing going on. I can see that. Yeah. And I get steamed up. Google Google (laughs) her, just not when your wife's around. She is
1: 69 years old. Wow.
2: How ironic. Don't you think? I really do think. It's like rain. Maybe she really is the undead. She might be because she seems to be looking. She actually looked better in that picture yeah, at she sixty-nine Elvira. years. old. What is old. her real name? Elvira.
0: Well, she has a last name, right?
2: Is that like that Oak Ridge Boys song? Was Cassandra that Elvira
1: Peterson? What is it? Cassandra Peterson.
0: Cassandra Peterson. See, not Elvira.
2: Well, she'd probably prefer you Kinda call of like her Elvira. Archie Leach. Who's Archie Leach? Cherry Grant. Oh. Uh, See. Why do you know that? I don't know. I just do. Mm.
1: That is almost word for word the last time that you brought that up.
2: He's brought what this happened? up before. Yes, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> well,
0: that's why I bring him up <laughs> repeatedly because I do, talk to you and you don't. You know, remember. honestly,
2: we could probably do the same show every week, and I wouldn't remember having done it. Why? Well, no, we neither one of us would. Nah. He'd remind us, and yeah, he's like the show historian. He
0: but can, I came across oh an article. Okay. Because we're getting close to July 1st, which a lot of, you know, things are going to be happening because training camps are getting ready to start. And there's still some pretty high-profile free agents out there. Okay. So I came across an article on a couple of the really high-profile free agents. And one of the suggested landing spots to this author and I want to know, and I'll read you some of his reasoning, and you tell me if it's a yay or nay for you. this guy is a
2: damn fool or not.
0: Exactly. Now, the first one is our old boy, Le'Veon Bell. Oh, of course, yeah. he's still out there. And, you know, we don't have to go into, you know, the, the talent that he had before. But what this guy suggests is the most ideal landing spot for him, the New Orleans Saints. And – um, new Orleans makes an interesting pairing of course to him. And he says, of course he would not be the top dog in that backfield as Alvin Kamara would be the starter, but there would be snaps to be attained, especially if he could prove to be better optional Latavius Murray. Okay. Drew Brees is gone. Of course we have Jameis Winston and or Taysom Hill. Um, if he's willing to take a secondary role, and we saw how that flew in KC, yeah. he has a potential to be everything he thought KC would be. Is this guy a rube or a boob?
2: That He's a rube and a boob for, for that take. And, I, and, I do, too. And here's I, why. Let, let's compartmentalize all the nonsense that comes along with Le'Veon Bell. Right. right? You know, kind of that shot at Andy Reid coming out tells you this guy is now unemployable right you know kind of the way things ended in Pittsburgh the way things went down in New York if you can't get along with Andy Reid as a player you're, you're just done he's got other interests that's fine here's the reason I don't want to go back to you know Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams but that's kind of the thing we have there they had it with with uh, Kamara and Ingram and now you've got it with Kamara and Latavius Murray, they're a contrast in styles. Right. on Bell now is a poor man's, a very poor man's Alvin Kamara. You don't need another one of those guys. If that's the type of offense and play you want to run, you just leave Alvin Kamara on the field,
1: right? right. This is right. a
2: different package for a guy like Latavius Murray. And that's why he succeeded there. I, Latavius Murray plays that role perfectly. You need that contrast in styles. There's no sense bringing in another older, more disgruntled, now less talented Alvin Kamara. makes no sense.
0: I agree. And I'll, I'll just add Latavius Murray knows his role in New Orleans and right. does it extremely well. Exactly, And he's happy to do it. And that makes a great backfield. Right. Why would you throw, you know, a cancer into this mixture? Yeah, it, it just
2: makes no sense. To I make. don't see Le'Veon Bell playing anywhere this year. Maybe no. Houston, because apparently they'll sign any running back that was good seven years ago that they can get a hold of. But other than there. I don't see where he fits. I assume the talent's still there. He's not that old. He's really not, and he but, doesn't
0: have that many miles on no. him, especially
2: the last three years. Yeah, but I just, I honestly think he's made himself unemployable. I don't know who you who brings him in. Why if, are you willing if, to take that I, risk?
0: If I sit back and and think of any team, you know, let let's scrap the Jets. Obviously, let's scrap Kansas City because he's already burnt those bridges. I really cannot think of anybody that would really benefit, with the exception maybe, because these guys are kind of comparable and marginal in my in my mind with, with Moss and Singletary, Buffalo. But I don't think that he's that
2: much better than they are anymore. You know, and maybe if you're looking at him as a change of pace guy, then you need to look at it the other way around. Who has a hammer that's not a good pass catching back? Maybe Tennessee. I'm thinking of teams like that where he may fit in. Just don't know if he's worth the hat. Actually, now that I say that, if he ends up somewhere where it might make most sense is a place like Tennessee. If he becomes the true third down back, the pass catching back, the ability to, you know, to break something off on third and long, or or the pass-catching back. But there's not many teams like that. I look at Derrick Henry. I'm struggling to come up with another one, a number one back, who isn't a pass-catcher. I'm sure if i got to sit down and think about it, there's probably nine of them, and I look like an idiot right <laughs> now. But that's the only one that comes to the top of mind at the moment. Yeah, there's
0: there's nobody that really sticks out of my mind where he would all oh, man. If Le'Veon Bell was here, he would make such well, a difference. Yeah, I don't think he that's makes the, a difference. That's the
2: key right, right there. Yeah, and then you add in all his other nonsense,
0: exactly, and the and rapping, plus his horrible
2: rap talent.
0: Okay, here's another big name a guy out there, Richard Sherman, and this piece decided that the best landing spot for Richard Sherman is the Dallas Cowboys and here's why you know obviously he's a solid corner when healthy he was a second team all pro just two years ago um with the Niners um you know I didn't realize he was on that Super Bowl team quite frankly now that now that, yeah. and but I remember it now well, that well, I'm in the read best it. corner
1: of the game when you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree that's the result you're gonna get don't you ever talk about me Talking about you. Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best? Are you on the center for you real quick? LOB.
2: Richard Sherman chiming in on his own. Exactly.
0: LOB. And <clears throat> I mean, there's really just not much um to support it. I mean, Dallas, I mean, they've gotten uh the last two years, they picked up Kelvin Joseph this year, Trevon Diggs last year for the secondary. You know, he's he's saying the veteran piece would help bring them together and so forth, and I, and I get it. He's going to help just about any secondary. There's no doubt about that. But is that the ideal landing spot?
2: Uh, what do you think, Richard?
1: Well, I told y'all Crabtree was mediocre at best, so I would never let him catch a game winner on me. This is a joke, right?
2: <laughs> this is a yeah. joke, right? <laughs> Actually, Dallas makes perfect sense, right? Guy at the end of his career, kind of a uh, – I want to say he's not a bad locker room guy, but there's distractions that come with a Richard Sherman, right? He's just sort of loud. He's out in front of everything. I think it makes sense. And that's okay as long as
0: you're doing what Richard Sherman did five years ago.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. His skills are diminished. He's going to have to play a secondary role. I don't know how he will react to that. So, a place like Dallas, a place like the Raiders, those are the places guys like that go to. So, he's going to play somewhere – that that actually makes all the sense in the world. Not from necessarily from a football standpoint, but from a reality standpoint, it makes all the sense in the world.
0: Yeah, me. it does. And being re- reunited with Dan Quinn, who's now the defensive coordinator of right. Dallas, I mean, it, it does make sense because he does have history with Quinn. They know each other. And I, and I think he would do well there and certainly help Dallas. Yeah, couldn't hurt him if he'll play that secondary role. We, yeah, and we talked about it. What was it last week or the week before when we were picking – uh, who actually we thought might be the team coming out of the NFC West? You know, I we both sort of agreed Washington because of the edge on defense. Dallas needs a little defensive right. help. There is yeah. no doubt about that. So I don't I don't I'll think judge. this is a bad pick for him. I wouldn't mind seeing him Pittsburgh for a year or two. Quite yeah, frankly, yeah, back up there a, a little right. bit, yeah. But I'm not going to say he's a rube or a boob on that one. Nah, nah. And the last one that I have well, no, actually the next to the last one, Todd Gurley. And the suggested landing spot that he has is the Los Angeles Chargers. It's interesting. It is interesting. Because we, we saw that, uh, who was it, Josh Ke- Joshua Kelly? Was that his mm-hmm. first name? Yeah. Certainly didn't appear to be a, a an adequate backup in any stretch of the imagination last year. Gurley, if he has seventy five percent of Todd Gurley talent for twenty twenty one, right? Boy, that's a hell of an upgrade.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I guess he's that change of pace guy behind Eckler. You know, kind right. of kind of a different different skill set there. A little bigger, little. St- I'm not
0: going to say stronger, but stronger running type of of back than than Eckler, obviously.
2: Gurley just has all the makings of that great running back for a couple of years in this league who just fell off the table. I am stunned, stunned by how poorly he performed, even when healthy in Atlanta. I mean, didn't that just feel like the perfect place, the perfect opportunity you just wonder all those acl repairs he's had all just finally caught up with them so what i don't know also though he feels like he's one of those rhythm runners where he's got to get his carries he's got to get his work i don't know if he's a good you know a good change second fiddle or a good right. change of pace guy one thing is he's always had a nose for the end zone right and so that maybe he's that guy
0: and I keep Jerome going, Bettis
2: at the end of his career, right. where three carries, My problem three is yards, I keep, and three touchdowns. I keep touchdowns. going
0: back to that final year with the Rams, that Super Bowl. We never saw him, and we never knew what happened. And never knew why. Then he goes to Atlanta. To your point, played very poorly in under you know basically the same sort of offense with Matt Ryan and so forth. They had a Michael Turner and so forth, right. That exceeded you know, succeeded quite well in that offense. I don't I don't know. I If he has, like you said, he has that nose for the end zone, but if he can run like Todd Gurley without 30 carries, like getting into a rhythm, then I'll say yes. But other than that, I don't know where he could go. Yeah. Houston. Houston. They'll sign him. Well, of course Houston will sign yeah, Jim so, Brown. Yeah, so let's send Gurley to Houston. Done deal. All right. Okay, and here's the last one. One of your favorite boys, Golden Tate. Ah. And this article has him the best landing spot for him is, of course, New England. Well, anytime
2: a wide receiver comes available, they want to send him <laughs> right, to New England.
0: Because they don't have any re- wide receivers. Right. Um so I'm just I don't even really need to elaborate. Golden Tate, I think, could succeed in New England if he grasps the scheme, if he accepts Bill Belichick's disciplinary type of program, right? and Cam Newton
2: can hit the broadside of a barn. That's the biggest thing, right? He needs to be, and I don't know if and where those opportunities are coming out of the slot. Right, which is why I don't necessarily agree with New England, only because if Tom Brady was still there, I would have. He is that in that slot, in that timing, rhythm type of offense. That's kind of the kind of wide receiver Golden Tate is. So I don't know where that spot is. I don't think it's New England under Cam Newton. They're a different offense. It isn't that kind of precision timing offense that it was with Tom Brady. I don't know where that is. Somebody will always need a good – Good slot receiver, and, and he'll land somewhere out of Cleveland, maybe, maybe back in Detroit. I don't know, somewhere out there.
0: I, I you, you would not wish him to go to Detroit. Well, I you wouldn't would,
2: wish anybody. You, you would love you to see
0: those Houston pictures. Will sign them. Yeah, <laughs>
2: send take them into you. Well, no, they don't like wide receivers. They well, well, they no. they like slot wide receivers. Well, that's they true. Do That yeah. speaking of Detroit, did you see those pictures of the flooding up there? No, I did not. There was some highway. I don't know which one it was. It was under, it was like a major highway. It was underwater up to the bottom of like the over interstate road signs. Now, th- was this from rain or a yeah, broken well,
0: dam? Well, what? I
2: assume it wasn't from drought. I don't know. Well, no,
0: but I mean, did something happen like a, you know, a, a- You've heard the Johnstown floods because the dam broke. No, I, mean, I think it, went... it was
2: just raining.
0: Really? Yeah. Huh.
2: you you got to find it. I didn't do much digging in. I just did. I was doing my my scrolling in the bathroom. I saw it. It was wild. As long
0: as it doesn't, like, postpone any NFL games.
2: Well, I would think they'd probably have it cleaned up by September. It's Detroit. I can't, I can't guarantee you that. It's Detroit. Well, that's true. <laughs> they, no they no disrespect, but. I don't No disrespect, but it's a terrible place, and, uh. Yeah, so good. Are we oh, gonna, we gotta take another break, Ollie Honda? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're
0: ready. We'll and we we get crickets and we'll silence
2: wait. over there. I don't know what that is, but I like it. All right, well, let's take a break. Sell so, what? What the hell is that? Why can't we just at least one time a clean in and out on a commercial break? Something. (laughs) Just one time. Give us something. So I don't know what this is, but we're going to go. We're going to hear from the chop shop. Delicious. Make sure you go there. When we come back, I've got a new segment I want to introduce and then maybe we'll play another game today, Rick, real quick. How about some NFL over-under when we come back? We want to do that? I love it. All right. Well, let's take a break. Let's hear from the and Don't worry. Shop. I have a yet another story. All right. All that and more right after this.
0: We'd like to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor and friends, the Chop Shop in Butler, Pennsylvania. The Chop Shop is leading the way in the western Pennsylvania area for good eats. With fresh menus, great specials, in-house made desserts, and the recently added iced tea, lemonade, and milkshake bar, you're sure to find something to fulfill that craving or hankering, and even a little something extra for that sweet tooth. Yep, they even have gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. You know, between Facebook, Google, Yelp, and TripAdvisor, they average 4.7 out of 5, and that's over a 10-year span, so they are consistently killing it. You can check them out on Facebook, but also at chopshopbutler.com. Or do yourself a favor and visit them at 108 North Main Street, Butler, Pennsylvania. And tell them Flager and Briggs sent you.
1: All right,
2: right now this is good. I'm just going to let this play a little bit. This is Macho.
0: Bruno Mars
2: with Macho Man. Is this what the kids call a mashup? is it. I enjoy it. All right, less Bruno, more macho. Come on. All right, I'm going to put you to work. Oh, hold on.
1: Still not the macho. <laughs>
2: yeah, I could just listen to that on a loop all day. So, Finkelstein, I'm giving you homework this week. On it. We're going to make this, what they, call, what they call in the radio biz, Rick, a benchmark segment, which really is just a fancy way of saying, I want to do this every week. And we're going to need some type of intro jingle or something for this Finkelstein. And what if, what, what it's going to be is, and we, and we can name it, but essentially I want it to be a recap of Rick Briggs' Twitter activity for the week <laughs> prior. Now, is this the game show? No, no, this isn't the game show. The game show is going to be a simple NFL over-under type of game. Okay, so it's going to be a real game show. I already have it. Oh. It could just be that. We need an announcer this week in Rick Briggs tweets. All right, so actually, I got this site. Well, go ahead.
1: What what about if we pull up?
2: (laughs) Is he being a sneaky sneak with his tweets? (laughs) This is the sneaky sneak music. (laughs) sneaky sneak you're a sneaky sneak so i just went through and i'm either going to identify absurd tweets or identify a theme i've identified a theme this week rick okay and the audience rick briggs via believes he is twitter's caddy i know you're a golf expert i understand that but on two separate occasions there was random tweets showing golf holes Asking you what club you would use, and who was the first response on both of them, Mister Rick Briggs. So, at Chaos and Disorder. So, in case you were, in case you were wondering,
0: both times. If
2: if you're from 115 yards out, 159 yards out on the 17th in Atlanta, Rick Briggs recommends an eight iron. Okay. And if you're playing at the Moon Golf Club, with a tight lie, he recommends a five wood. Right.
1: I missed it. What was the weather conditions?
2: Well, the, see they didn't say, but Rick doesn't care about it. Well, the that. picture was sunny. That's true. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, you got to give me that. The the weather was fair in the picture. So. Awesome.
2: in case you were wondering. And it didn't look
0: windy because the trees were upright, and leaves were still.
2: Well, see there there you have it. So,
1: look at see
0: a true a- golfer looks at all this stuff where you boobs just sit there and go, "Look what
2: he said." <laughs> Also, in case you're wondering, the five movies that Rick Briggs has seen at least yes. 10 times True. are The Godfather, Godfather 2, The Outlaw Josie Wales, Tombstone, and something called The Sting, which I'm completely unfamiliar with. I've also, seen this week
1: two of those, maybe 10 times Rick
2: has opined on Buttermilk, okay. Bison, Tom Petty album covers. Yep. Yeah. A poor man makes the mistake of saying he likes peppermint patties and gets savaged by Rick Briggs.
1: I think not. Why do not? you hate I think peppermint not. patties?
2: And of course, his favorite Beatles song. I've never savaged anybody. You attacked I don't like ma- them, but. Yeah, and you attacked a poor man for I doing did it. not. So, Read the tweet that what did I say to attack him? Well, I don't remember. Well, you exactly, just you just because you're making him. up well, you stories. Look you're looking making up stories now. But here's the general. I think this is going to be the
0: notice theme. how he had the movies, <laughs> he had the iron and everything. But when I attack somebody, well, what did I say? Well, I don't remember.
2: Well, this is where I put it all together okay. in a nice brief oh, it's synopsis. A theme. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> so the theme for this week, though, Rick, is I
0: have a theme- wait a minute. Let me think okay. a minute. Golfing movies with. Peppermint overtones.
2: No, no, you're oh, thinking bummer. way too hard. Okay, I think this will likely be the theme every week when we do this. But I want to do this to help you. All right, Rick. When you're on the tweeters, when you're what, – What does that have to do with it? I'm on trial. Oh. Obviously. Turn it down a little. I like it. This, one, wow, this one's a little hot. I need to, I need to work on that and, and turn that down a little bit. But I'm trying to do this to help you, Rick. When you're on the tweeters, unlike, see, there's a difference. And maybe you don't understand this. I think Finkelstein knows where I'm going. I don't think you understand the difference between a text message and a tweet. Yes. So when somebody puts a tweet out asking a question, they're not coming directly to you. You are in fact under no obligation no. to answer. You don't have to. However, if you see a question, no matter how innocuous, you seem compelled to answer.
0: I like to. I like to stay active. L-
2: let me tell you a little secret about especially these because you never text me anymore, so I'm
0: really offended. Especially and, and, I, and I cry a lot, so I'm trying to make other friends.
2: Especially these golf ones, Rick. They're not actually interested nor confused about what club to use. See
0: they are these yes. are
2: advertisements for the courses, no actually so you are not. as a man who's trying to be in a business that <laughs> operates under advertising. you are giving these golf courses free advertisement through what they call engagement. You can look that up we won 't spend it It's not like when when you get okay. married it's a different kind of engagement.
1: could you imagine you're out on the course and you're like <laughs> <laughs> I should tweet and get a virtual yeah. patty.
2: Well, if exactly. you did, Rick exactly. Briggs would answer. There's an app. Seconds. Copyright,
1: copyright, copyright.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh yes. There you go. Who knows how to build an app? Do we know somebody who knows how to build an app?
1: I mean, I know how to do the.
2: I like to eat apps. Yeah. Mozzarella sticks the... are awesome. He's saying I know how to do. You don't even know how
1: to put the show on the air. <laughs> no, I know how. To, I know how to construct three. Pick three apps at Sheets.
2: Yes. You know what I do with that? You know the app sampler.
0: Talk about yeah. this free advertisement <laughs> yeah, Well, here. but it's sheets.
2: <laughs> they, they earned it. All right. My thing is with the app sampler, so I get – there's a theme with that as well. There's, there's a theme to the show. Right. So I get the Wisconsin cheddar cheese bites. Yes. I get cheese sticks. Can you guess what my third one is? Macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese. No.
0: No, the cheese balls again. Yeah. (laughs) You got it. You know me. Yeah.
2: Again, so I double up on the the Wisconsin cheese curds. Yes.
0: I get the cheese curds. Okay. The um,
2: macaroni and cheese triangles. See, I'm not a fan of those. And what's the third one? You, it, for you, it had to be something the jalapeno thing. No, no, no. I used to be the chicken bites. Okay, but I've switched. Did you go go to uh, the cheese sticks? No, back to the cheese balls. Yes, <laughs> I see you get it. <laughs> yes. double cheese balls. That's In, the way indeed. to go. Yeah. Uh, any other episode, that would be the name of the episode: double cheese balls. But I like double cheese balls. <laughs> <laughs> or curds. Actually, curds. I like that word. Cheese curds. What is the – what
0: What makes it a curd? <sighs> Actually, I don't really know. The curds, you know, like in cottage cheese, yeah. you know, you see like curds the – Curds and whey.
2: What's the curds? What's the okay, whey?
0: Okay. Well, like if you see like the liquid and stuff that gets on top sometimes, that's the whey. Okay. So you stir that back in. Well, you in, have to it, do that. Because it's basically the proteins.
2: Okay. That, that,
0: Seem to settle out, but they come to the top.
2: The curds are like the little chunky chunks. All right. So then they fry, get a big one, fry that bad boy up, and it's delicious.
0: Yeah, I guess when they make the stuff, it's, you know, they they take the curds out and they probably dry them somehow. I don't really know. I would think. I actually saw a thing. It was like over in France, how it's made or something like that. It was like, it was actually Parmesan cheese. They had like these giant, giant vats. Of milk, I guess, you know, it's like, you know, a a liquid, obviously dairy sort of milky thing. And they (laughs) add the well, I mean, it's milk, but I don't know what all they add, but they add enzymes to make the cheese and everything. They're turning like these blocks of Parmesan cheese. They said they weighed over a ton,
2: a ton of Parmesan. cheese. Yeah. And then
0: they would take these things out. And that stuff is like aged for like seven years Really? Yeah. It, it's amazing. And, like, they'll, um, of course, it gets dried off. and It'll get, like, some mold on it, but they, you know, cut all that stuff off. It doesn't hurt you or anything. And all these enzymes, it's amazing. The different, you know, it's basically cheese is nothing but different with milk and stuff with different enzymes. Like a cheddar enzyme instead of a Parmesan. And it turns it into something completely different. Do you go to the enzyme store? Where do you get these Apparently, enzymes? It's huh. kind of like give getting different yeasts, uh you know, Alejandro and I both homebrew beer and they have that's a- because you're both alcoholics. They have ale <laughs> Yeah. Ale yeast, lager yeast, you know, and so forth, on and on. And they actually have lamb beak yeast, which is like Lamb beak? Yes. It's they, it makes them sour. It's like a wild well, yeast.
2: So, so that's what they put in the Larry's lemonade.
0: No, that's lemons. Oh,
2: I like lemons. That's a fruit. <laughs> What is yeast? Is it a plant? They're actually living organisms. That's gross. Yeah. Oh, really?
1: The alcohol that you drink in your Larry's...
2: is delicious. Is from yeast.
1: ...is the farts in urine of yeast.
0: Well, no, the I... CO2 is the farts. Well, wait, he uh, just
2: mocked yeah. me that urine. there was no yeast in my Larry's lemonade, I and now that. you're telling me there is. There's a little bit of yeast No, there.
0: you said... But from the sourness, you said, oh, that's Larry from Larry's Lemonade. No, right. the lemons make it sour. They use a yeast.
2: Well, you don't know what type of yeast they use. Oh, yeah,
0: I do. You, I call Larry. <laughs>
2: you don't know Larry. <laughs> yeah. Larry would not take your Larry call. Larry and I no. are tight they're, now. They're, I know Larry. You're not Larry's kind of people. They're
1: probably using Red Star.
2: They're, yeah, probably. Was <laughs> <laughs> well, that some sort of beer nerd mockery type of thing? I don't you know. No, it was a Flieger mockery. This one's
1: for me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Wait, I need to know what's going on. No, you don't, because you'll never,
0: you'll never fathom. It. Oh, Speaking right. of fathoms, <laughs> oh, <God.
1: laughs> levels
2: of the sea. I don't think fathoms ever a noun.
0: I what is a f- noun? I, I you just know what a fathom it. is? No, it's six feet of depth in water.
2: No, did, did he make up? That I
1: literally up? just said, like talking about the sea levels of the sea. Oh. You need to watch The Abyss. Then why do
2: you say, I can't fathom why you're such an alcoholic? Well, it's also a verb. You know, know. it's kind of like,
0: I don't know, eight and eight. I can't. Eight is a number. Eight, you ate dinner.
2: I can't fathom why anybody listens to this show. Go ahead. Speak of
0: Nobody does, so why worry (laughs) about it? Anyway. At this point, no. When boat captain Jennifer Docker... Saw a small green bottle at the bottom of the Chobeikan River. She picked it up, thinking it might be might keep a prospective client interested in scuba diving. Little did she know she had found something that would interest many more than just one client. Sounds like Mitch is coming yeah, to work I upstairs.
2: Right? He's upstairs. I didn't
1: say anything about his shoes this week. I swear. <laughs>
2: Well, you better not, because he wasn't real happy about it last week. Yeah, whoever these upstairs neighbors are in this studio, we, we, we've got to get the penthouse. But anyway, it was a, a me- message in a bottle again.
0: And the note said, will the person who finds this bottle return this paper to George Moreau, Choiboygan, Michigan, I think and, it's t- Sheboygan. and tell where it was found? How do you say it? Sheboygan. Sheboygan, Okay. And it was dated November 1926. So I'm guessing that other guy's dead by now, right? They located his daughter. No kidding. Yes. And, you know, returned the note and everything to him. And he had died in 1995. But, you know, they found the daughter and um, said that um, he put it in there back, what, in 1926, just for something to do you know never thought that it would show up and here it is it didn't go
2: very far. 95 well yeah i think he was hoping it would end up like in taiwan or something maybe just floated carried off 25 yards up the river and got stuck (laughs) it's a (laughs) silt kind of a kind of a letdown really when you think about it It just (laughs) kind of laid there and rotted for 95 (laughs) years In the Sheboygan River, it's not the most romantic message-in-a-bottle story I've ever heard. No,
0: but it's kind of cool. Maybe we should
2: do a a a message-in-a-bottle.
0: Chaos and disorder message-in-a-bottle. Let's do it. Hey, let's do a, uh, what do they call those things? Um,
2: Time capsule.
0: Time capsule, yeah. That's it, a time capsule.
2: That was a shot in the dark. (laughs) Where are we going to bury said time capsule? Well, hey, then we
0: could do like they did that treasure hunt out in utah like right now we can like create some poem with clues in it then they all oh, that they, they can come look for it
2: well, why would they look for it just, like, just to say they found it. You? just to say they found Is there it. gonna be a cash prize oh we could put the amazon we... gift card in there
0: there <laughs> we go maybe we come up with like a, a chaos or disorder hat or something you know what i mean everybody's yeah. gonna want one of them Well,
2: who wouldn't exactly. sounds like a lot of work though all right let's play us a game i can't wait this week, just a simple matter of over, under. And we'll stick to the NFL because that's the only sport you pay any attention to. Can I to. use
0: the fact and fiction buttons for over and under? If you, I
2: always like how you insist on using one of those buttons and you can never remember them. which one means which. Over. All right. <laughs> under. All right. If you insist. I do.
1: I feel like we should change it and over should be Macho Man going, oh yeah. yeah. I don't have that. We can work on that.
0: I doubt you. If you have oh yeah, then I'll go like that and you hit it, but if you don't have it, then I am going like that. Ding. Ding. How about this? That's under. (laughs) No, it's not. Oh, I don't yeah.
2: Audience awaits.
0: You are fake news.
2: All right, Rick. Over or under, 0.5 Super Bowl appearances for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year?
0: Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's really stupid. They're either going to make it or they're not.
2: Oh, he picked up on the theme of the question. Brilliant. Brilliant. Under. You don't think they make it? I don't think they'll make it again. I have a hard t- – here's the only reason I asked this question. I have a hard time fathoming almost – see, we come back to that. See? Of a season where Tom Brady is playing, and he doesn't play in the Super Bowl. I know. And we kind of thought, all right, he left New England. Now it's kind of over in Tampa Bay. He was going to be – It's almost like when they don't make it, he's done. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm saying. They bring everybody back. They just won the Super Bowl almost in dominating fashion – I almost think they get back until he's done, wherever he goes, gets back there. In all likelihood, right, it's not going to happen. I just can't picture a se- him going through a season, not, not injured, and not going to the Super Bowl with a talented team around it.
0: And if you think about it, I mean, even looking, knowing the answer that I put forth, if you look around the NFC, say for Aaron Rodgers and or Russell Wilson, but I don't like
2: Seattle is a total team. No.
0: Uh
2: I can't see Dallas getting there. Washington's not ready for the Super Bowl. No. San Francisco,
0: eh, the Rams with Stafford. Eh. Maybe. You know, I mean there's some maybes in there, but yeah, they're they're clearly odds think, on favorite, but I just think the odds are against them. They basically went injury free last year. Yeah,
2: that that's and, a and big that's, thing. That's key. Yeah, what are the odds that that offensive right. line? Stays completely healthy and nobody touches Tom Brady for months at a time. <laughs> right. you know, that that just doesn't happen every year. All right, Rick, over under eighty catches for Julio Jones in his new home in Smashville. All right, that means over, right? Yeah. See, so I, I feel I th- like I, th- I think eighty is conservative for him okay so you think he's still on that level
0: yeah i think he can be at 90 quite easily the way they're airing the ball out and yeah i know they can control the clock with henry but they don't necessarily always want to and that's a good thing and that means that's going to be very helpful to the wide receivers and so yeah i think um you know be 80 to 90 easily yeah
2: intellectually you're right And gun to my head or putting my own money down, I'm shooting over that one as well. That it's still a good situation. It's probably a – not probably. It's a better team that he's going to right now. So he's a -a 120-catch-a-year guy in a lot of circumstances. So 80's low. I've got this gnawing feeling so many times in the NFL – you see the big player move on later on in their career, right. and it's just never the same. It just never is. I mean, not in his level. When Amari Cooper moved to Dallas, he actually got better. That's so rare. I just I, I have a sick it is. intellectually, and again, putting my money up. It's over. He continues to be great, great in Tennessee, but I get a sick feeling when we get into fantasy drafts. I'm going to be nervous drafting Julio Jones where you're going to have to draft him. It's just the NFL isn't the NBA. It isn't baseball. It isn't any other sport where the big guy just moves and he takes it with him. Something happens when you leave. I I don't know what it is. I don't know how to explain it.
0: Yeah, I um, understand what you're saying. And, look, I'm not saying, and as great as Julio Jones is, I'm not even saying he's Randy Moss. I, I think of Randy Moss going to New England. Not an easy place to go. Right. I mean, look at Chad Johnson went there. Had no clue what was going on. Randy Moss went in there, and if they would have stayed together, who knows what Brady and him could have done. (laughs) Um, But I think 80 catches – I mean, I hit the over button. 81 is over, so I I don't think that that's – I, yeah, I don't think that
2: that's going to be that hard for him, providing he stays healthy. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, I hope so. So, all right, Rick, over under 12 all-purpose touchdowns for Najee Harris. Oh, boy.
0: You know how I think about that line. If it if it's comes together – yeah, he certainly could do it. But what they did last year, being able to – or not being able to run the football, and Ben just loves going to the same guys over and over, it seems like, down
2: in the red zone. I'm just going to say no. Yeah, he's got the talent to be 1,800, 2,000 total yards. Yeah. And 15 touchdowns. I think it's it's less about the offensive line for me. It's about Ben Roethlisberger holding them back, and and here specifically. And I bring this up for for fantasy players because you're seeing him being viewed almost as sometimes as high as the sixth, seventh, lead running back. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's he's an upper RB one, and from a talent perspective, you're absolutely right. And I think he becomes that at some point. The offensive line's a concern, but the reason I focused on touchdowns here is the Steelers, for years now, have been so poor inside the red zone, specifically so poor inside the five-yard line, and now Ben Roethlisberger's made it incumbent upon himself to throw the ball, to try to throw that slant, the first three downs inside that five-yard line, I don't know how many opportunities he gets. Hopefully, they revert back to what they had with Le'Veon Bell, where it felt like Le'Veon Bell had 25 and 30 touchdowns some years. They get back to that even in the passing game. He should be way over that, but I'm kind of with you. I think that's why... I'm pumping my brakes as as a fantasy owner when I'm drafting on Najee Harris because I don't think he's going to put up – I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think he's going to put up those touchdown numbers. I don't think Rotherberger right. will stand for it. I, I don't either. I mean, I do like the move of Trey
0: Turner coming in and DeCastro out. I mean, look, DeCastro needed basically severe ankle surgery. Yeah. Um, he's three years younger than DeCastro, so I like that move. Green's got to step in as a center and take over. Simple as that. Right. And, you know, the other hodgepodge that they're throwing together, they've got to come together and open up a hole, protect Ben a little bit so he doesn't throw it in 1.8 seconds as Chris Collingworth loves to comment five times a game. Five times a possession.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's kind of his thing. All right, Rick, over under nine and a half wins for the Arizona Cardinals. I see there's 17.
0: And Nine and eight's not out of the realm. Ten and seven, I don't think out of the realm yeah. either. So, I'm going over. I'm a little optimistic in them. I think the defense is coming together a little bit. I like Kyler Murray. Another season under his belt. Him and Hopkins. Um, you know, Edmonds. And so, I mean, they've got plenty of talent, I think. I think Kirk actually showed up last year on offense as wide receiver. Tough division. Going to be a tough 10-game or 9-game win, but um, I think they can do it. I, I'm just optimistic on them. I, th- I think they're right
2: between an 8- and 10-game winning team. That That's why I asked this question. I think in almost – not. Uh, Every circumstance, but in almost any other division, that team is good enough to be a favorite to win the division. Their problem is playing in that. That NFC West is stacked this year. Seattle is just what Seattle is. I think L.A. is much, much better with Matthew Stafford under center and what they do defensively. And everybody
0: else intact.
2: Yeah, and I'm not counting out San Francisco. I think hmm. last year was a blip with the, with the injuries. In fact, you know, I thought about putting, you know, I don't know who starts a quarterback. I don't know that matters. It's just the historic levels of injuries and opt-outs they dealt with last year and the getting thrown out of San Francisco. They, they had so much up against them. That's just a murderer's row. You you put that team in the NFC North, I think they win the NFC North. You, you put it in the AFC East, I think they win with Buffalo's top. The NFC but I think, East. Yeah, I think kind – of, well, NFC East, yeah. they'd run away with it. They used to be in the East. It's too right. bad they're not still – still have someone to explain that to me someday. Well, but, they were St. Louis then, so yeah. still I don't know why yeah. they were in the East, but they were. But it's just it's so tough. I mean, I think this is a this is a playoff team. I just don't know that they have the opportunity in that division. It really hangs on it's always the easy cop out. It hangs on Kyler Murray. He took a big step next year. Does he take that next big step to elite status, you know, or does he kinda hover in really good status? And we're gonna find out soon. Gun to my head, I, I did it conservatively with the nine and a half. I was initially thinking ten and a half. You know, do they make that leap? I don't see how they win eleven or twelve. Games I don't either, in that quite division. frankly. Even with the
0: extra seventeen games, you know, eleven and six, I still don't see them doing yeah, it, it in that it's division. Just, it's
2: just tough. So, right. but I, th- I think they're over nine and a half. I hope they are, anyhow. All right, Rick, over under a hundred receptions for Kyle Pitts. I'm,
0: I'm not a huge supporter of rookie superstardom. Look, he has all the tools, and I think he's going to be a really good one. But how much hoopla of tight ends have you heard the last two or three years in Atlanta? Hooper's going to be the guy. Yeah. and so Matt Ryan doesn't seem to target him all that much. Now, granted, with Julio gone, there's going to be a lot better chance for a Kyle Pitts. But, you know, you you still have Calvin Ridley. You know, Gage certainly came alive. We talked about that two or three weeks ago. He had, like, what, 85 receptions last year, wasn't it? Yep. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I just – look, I think he could be a 70 to 80 catch guy maybe. 100 catches, I think that's too much.
2: Yeah, I put this in here again as a nod. I'm kind of easing us back towards fantasy as we get into the summer. I think we talked about doing a fantasy show. Here's what I want you to think about. I don't know if he's going to be over or under 100. I think he's going to be really good. Yeah. But when you look at where he's being slotted and drafted fantasy-wise, he's in that two, three, four range, depending on how people feel about Kittle. Last year, two tight ends went over 100 receptions. Obviously, it was Travis Kelsey. And Darren Waller was kind of the surprise there. After that, nobody was close. No. It dropped off 25 receptions there. So you're drafting him as the number three tight end. He may be. You're drafting – where he's being drafted is in that 100-yard territory. So if he goes out – or 100-reception territory, if he goes out Mm -hmm. and catches 75 – that's a huge reach. That's a great year. Yeah. Well, Especially that, as a rookie. That's just it. But he's already being treated like Travis Kelsey. Right. Kittle, I assume, will be back. I don't know. But I, I'm always too late on, on these rookies. You know, I, I'm always a year too late. I'm going to have to see it first. I There's a chance Atlanta's a total disaster this year. So, he could even have 80 catches, but for – 600 yards and two right. touchdowns. You, you know what I mean? So let's just pump the brakes here a little bit, I think. And maybe part of this is me trying to get this dummy to draft him number one overall so he can zig while we zag. All right, Rick, last one, and then I'm hungry. 1,500 all-purpose yards for Saquon Barkley. Hmm. Oh, With a caveat. Oh, what are you yaying? That he undered
0: it? Yes. Oh, okay. With a caveat. If he stays healthy, he'll crush it. Okay, well, that's a big caveat. But, uh, yeah, but I don't think it is that huge of a caveat because I don't think he's going to stay healthy. This guy seems, and, and I hate to put injury prone on a guy, but, boy, he gets banged up a lot. Wait. He had one game last year. year before that, he was out. I don't know how many games. I'd have to look. Oh yeah, the
2: ACL. I mean. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, that was two years ago. In last year, I forget what he broke. Uh, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> he's always breaking something. Exactly. So I'm saying no because, even though I don't like putting a tag like that on a guy, I think he's injury prone.
2: Yeah, I try to not factor that in. You just you can't predict injuries, right? But. My thing is, I just don't know. He had that crazy rookie year. I think he was over 2,000 total yards, if I'm not mistaken, and then been on the steady decline there. And I bring it up again. I'm in my fantasy mind because we we had our draft meeting already, so I've got fantasy on the brain. i have seen him ranked as high as third. If he's being ranked as high as third, fourth, or even fifth, you're saying he's going to put up over – 1,400, 1,500 total yards, and be the focal point of that offense. That's where I think coming off of all these injuries, forget that you think he's going to get injured again. I think if you're the New York Giants, you're saying, all right, we've got to temper his usage a little bit. He can't be the number one receiver on top of the number one running back. I just don't think – I don't trust him in that area. If I was down at that 11 or 12 turn in my fantasy draft, I'd be all over him. But, man, in that top five, I, I I think he's under. I think almost based on usage, I think he's yeah, under.
0: Yeah, I think he's under. But, you, you know, you they're not going to curb his usage if he's healthy. Um, the Giants are going to need him to be in contention. Um, you go back to his rookie year in 2018. Yeah, he had over 2,000 all-purpose yards. You're saying for 1,500 um, in 2019, we kind of discount that that season. He had uh, almost 1,500 yards total yards. He had a thousand yards rushing, and he had 438 yards receiving. So, I mean, I, I just don't think it's with the Giants the way that they they would use him. The extreme talent that he is, I think he'll crush
2: it if he stays healthy. All right, he he's chomping at the bit to say something.
1: Well, oh, I have a question. How for- about Yay? Ye-
2: when, boy,
1: yeah.
0: when are you going to get your act together? So,
1: hypothetically speaking, say somebody has, is in a keeper league.
2: Oh, th- this is just a hypothetical. Hypothetic.
1: Okay. I'm just going to throw a random situation out
2: there. All right.
0: He's like Horseshack from a Welcome Back Cotter. He's sitting over there, Oh, ooh, ooh, oh,
2: ooh. Go
1: ahead. I have to pee a little bit.
2: I kind of do, too. <laughs> yeah. We got to wrap this up, and I'm hungry.
1: Say somebody has Delvin Cook and Barkley.
2: You only keep one?
1: You can keep two, but you forfeit a first and second round. Do you keep both?
2: Okay, so essentially Delvin Cook for a first, Barkley for a second. Yeah, i do that. Yeah, I'm keeping them.
0: Okay. I'll, I'll gamble. I mean, because if Barkley stays healthy, I mean, the talent that well, kid has. And I don't Lord. care
2: who you are. If you're sitting in the middle of the second round of your fantasy draft and Saquon Barkley's there, you're taking him. Oh, he exactly. ain't falling to the third round. No. I
1: was going to say that's the problem hypothetically with the draft is you don't know until the day of the draft where you're drafting. Well, like, that's it's a dumb league. Like 10, 9, 8, 7, and here's your draft position. That's a dumb league. Yeah.
2: Yeah, leagues you join anyway.
1: Some underground uh, Neanderthal. Oh, league. I almost
2: said something you're not allowed to say anymore. I'm glad I caught myself. He'd have ripped his well, headphones so off and <laughs> ran away from he'd the He'd have probably started again. choking you while probably. we were still on the air, and then he'd have to cut it, but he don't know how. would look he'd like when dead. Homer used to choke Bart Simpson. <laughs> Why? All right, can we get out of here? I'm hungry, and I have to make Winky Tink. Oh, back to the Macho Man. I think we should just be a macho. I think we man. ought
0: to get away from the rap song and play the cream of the crop next time.
1: I'm all for that. What's the lo- cream of the crop? Oh. Uh, I played it one time. Yeah, it, the interview took where like- he
0: mentions cream of the crop. Oh, rising. oh, yeah. So the we just end the show on the that. And, yeah,
2: end the show on that every week. Oh, I yeah, like <laughs> that wasn't bad. I love the macho. All right. Well, if you stuck through to the end of this, God bless you, because this was. Yeah. God pity you one of the two. I don't <laughs> know which. but We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Until then, you can find all the archives over at AsylumFantasySports.com. You can uh, keep up with Rick and get golf tips at Chaos and Disorder and Chaos and Disorder Pod on the Facebook. Until next time. And if you don't
0: like my club selection, let me
2: know. Please do, because that's what we need. Engagement. Until next time, we'll see you.
0: Take care. 8-iron.
1: Don't say anything, Flieger. Briggs, how many championships does Chris Paul have? Zero. Okay. Do you think he has more or less Olympic gold medals? Oh, that just kind of ruined it. Olympic gold medals, how many do you think he's got?
0: I'll say more. Because if well, he has any, it's more than zero. Right.
1: So he's got two.
0: Okay. I, I wasn't sure
2: how many. I knew he had one. But he's getting an NBA title this year. I hope so. No, I don't think so. He doesn't play for the Bucs. Yeah, but Giannis can't hit a free throw now. So. Well, I'm excited we're in on
0: the NBA. Game seven will be
2: in Milwaukee. I'm gambling. And they won't count down his foul shots. And he'll make That's it. That's true. But they'll... Well, that's true. And Trey Young, he's questionable for tonight. He'll play, but he's not going to be the same. So they might get eliminated in Game Five, for that matter. Because what it is it? It's two-one Milwaukee now, right? Yes, right. Yep. Yeah, they'll they'll go up three-one tonight. I'll bet you. And then I wouldn't be surprised they take Atlanta four-one. They could. They could.
1: Also, the Detroit flooding picks are insane. Did you see that? Yes. And there's like. 5, 10, 15, 20 tractor trailers just.
2: You're just kind of floating there. It's almost it's insane. Must have been like a flash flood. I mean, how fast could it have happened that all those cars got trapped?
1: Didn't read the yeah, story of it.
2: terrible. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't read the story. That's for nerds. Just this look at their. Oh, my God. This just
1: in. This just in. 60 inches is five feet.
2: Oh, thank God. I'm glad we saw Give me a in.
0: yay. Good job. I think
2: I can multiply. Good job. You uh, can't hear it.
1: Yeah, you can't. 'Cause if I crank it, then it's just the music. And
2: I'm very upset over the whole situation. Complete incompetence. Really, really <laughs> it is really horrifying. Awesome. We go. Bye, horse.